because someone just texts you and says, Oh, I know I can make you one million dollars yeah. in the next few days, and then you put your money into it. Next thing you text the guy two days later, the guy's not answering you. For me, I've even realized that if anybody comes to me, like, especially if I'm not close to you, like, Oh, this is how I make money, like, mm. Oh, you should hop on this too. Like, I automatically don't believe you because if I find a new way to make money, mm. like, if I find like this gold mine <laughs> on how to cash out, I'm not oh, going to come God. around and be announcing it, come like, on, make money. I'm going to hide this. Like, I'm going to go, what do you do? I don't I'm unemployed. I don't have anything I'm doing. I'm not going to tell you. Loom. 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 Yes. Loom. Yes. Loom. Loom. Mm. Anyways, I remember I lost so much money in Loom. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. I lost so much money in Loom and I called my parents when I was so broke. I was in school and I'm like, I invested. <laughs> and it's all gone. My dad says, part of life experiences. It's very good. Very, very good. That. You know, for that, you're getting a chance to be in my two-year anniversary contest. Mm. So I know a lot of you didn't remember, but yes, it's been two years since I started this pod. And it has been such an amazing journey. you made it into 2022 and i'm so glad that you did and that you listened to this episode so since it's a new year i definitely have a new year's resolution and i want you guys to share yours with me in the comments or review sections but a major one of mine is to be more consistent with episodes this year and i know i've said this like a ton of times like i know me i know but this i'm actually so serious i'm going to be so consistent and we will see once a month, I was to do twice a month. Okay, let me not lie. Once a month is okay. Please, happy life. Okay, but without further ado, let's get into this episode. I have an amazing guest here with me today, and he's going to introduce himself by telling us who he is, what he does, and what his New Year's resolution is. Hello, everyone. My name is Uzoma Peters. I'm a virtual reality developer, and I'm a project manager. My resolution... Eh, well, for one, I want to improve my knowledge building because I think the whole of last year I only read like one book or two. Yeah, so that that definitely changed this year. And I think I've, I'm off to a good start. There's this book I'm reading. It's called Atomic Habits. Okay. So it's like helps you train train yourself or like improve your habits basically okay. and form your habits, break old ones, and all that. Then I also want to push out more VR content and virtual reality content because right now I only have like one on my IG. So. I'm definitely working on that to have like at least one each month. Oh, okay, that's a challenge. I think the reading part. I need to read more self help books because I'm either reading like okay, well, I mean, Christian books can count as self help. I'm reading like Believer's Authority, Kenneth mm-hmm. Hagen, but like I'm either reading like African literature because I'm writing a book, so like mm-hmm. I need as much inspiration as I can get. So I'm listening to a lot. I'm reading lots of Chimamanda, um, Tomi and likes yes, yeah, so. I think I should do more self-help, maybe. But yeah, so Uzo, can I call you Uzo? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Uzo, okay. So Uzo is here today to teach us about the glamorous world of the metaverse. <laughs> so if you're not completely living under a rock, <laughs> you've definitely heard about the metaverse. Now, you may not completely understand what it is or what it means, because I mean, for many of us, it's just what Facebook changed its name to. But I've come to learn that there's more to that, and Uzo is here to teach us about that today. 
but before we get into it you may be wondering why i chose this topic of all topics to kick this year off with now i decided on this topic because if you're listening on this pod you know the primary goal is to keep you guys entertained but mostly informed because i don't know if anyone else is like me but i don't like to have people talk above my head or talk over me i like to be up to date on what's going on around me so with this hopefully even if you're not a girl or boy in tech tech base <laughs> you're still able to hold your own in a conversation with one of them about the said topic so with that let's get into it so first things first what is the metaverse my wikipedia definition is that the metaverse is actually a 3d virtual reality that would enable people to interact with each other but is also if you would please expatiate on that i would really appreciate it okay so that definition is is basically the widespread definition based on what Facebook or Meta yeah. now um, put up in their last Connect, that's their showcase okay. where they were showing more about their plans for the future and the Metaverse. Yeah. But basically for me, the way I see it, there's that, but you're looking at it from the technology side of things. So okay. if someone asks you, what's, what's the internet? No one will tell you it's um, when you're with your phone, you're scrolling on IG, you know, they'll tell you probably it's like Global Village, um, network of networks, basically. Mm-hmm an interconnected network and it's the same with the metaverse but the metaverse is to me is a point in time where a lot of what we do is now digital mm-hmm. everything is basically digitalized from purchasing art just like how people are doing now in nfts um exercising so people actually use vr headset now to exercise okay. um, meeting people having meetings where people are shifting from using zoom to having like 3d meetings with, with other people so it's a point in time where everything is more digital and i actually want to expand more on this and this kind of practical example so let's compare you for example to a woman in the 1900s yeah so we're going to take we're going to do it like this we use a whole day a day in life of a woman in 1900s okay. and a day in life of a 2022 baby yeah okay so you wake up in the morning um this 19 i'll be the 1900 woman okay so i wake up in the morning the first thing i'm doing i'll i want to find i want to check the time so i'll look at the my grandpa's one walk clock what do you do I check my phone. <laughs> so now that's one. I'm going to give you ten, like ten examples for okay. each one. That's ten percent. So ten percent digital. Yeah. From the first one. Okay, the second one. I've checked the time. I'm seeing it's like six o'clock, and I'm like, oh, okay, I need to go and have my bath. I need to do something. So, um, I need to decide on how I'm going to schedule my day. I get a pen, get a book, start writing down everything I'm going to do. What do you do? I open my notes and I look at my <laughs> schedule on my notes. <laughs> on notes on what? On my phone. That's twenty percent digital already. Then, okay, I've settled everything, I've gone, had my bath, come back, okay, so I realized that I need to get some groceries so that when I get back home, I can cook for my family and all. So I get my grandpa's or grandmother's cookbook and check for the recipe I'm going to cook today and things I want to buy. What do you do? Um, I know the recipes by heart because I'm a good cook, but <laughs> I get what you mean. I would check the recipe online. 30%. Now, I'm ready to go. I've dressed up. I'm going to, I'm going to work, right? So... I'm going to take transport. I walk all the way to uh, maybe there's one stagecoach. So those things are like where you have horses. Yeah. Yeah. So I go to one. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to get to this particular place. What do you do? I get in my car and I drive, or I order an Uber. You order an Uber. Okay. Let's say five percent. Yeah. So that's thirty-five, right? Yeah. And I've gone to four. Yeah. Okay. So I get to my workplace, right, and. Every single day, now this one is going to be the expansive, expansive example. Every single day is the same procedure. I'm going to my workplace, going to my workplace. I'm never working from home. Yeah. What about you? I can work remotely, definitely. 50%. Yeah. Now, we've left that and then I'm back, I'm back home. 
Sorry, I'm, I'm coming back. 25%. Is it 45? Yeah. Okay, 45%. Yes. Okay, okay. And we've done five, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've left work and I'm going to get my get the groceries. I get a pen again and I write down all the groceries I need. I get to the store and I'm buying them based on the list that's on paper. Mm -hmm. What about you? I can go to the grocery store and check my notes or I could just order my groceries online. 55. Yeah. Again, six examples so far. Yeah. Okay, so I get home and I need to... I've gotten some meat, got some fish, got some bread, the usual stuff. And I need to refrigerate... Um, I need to freeze up all the things I have. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what to give them. <laughs> I really don't know. But I'm assuming they'll put it on ice. Yeah. So <laughs> I put it on ice. What do you do? Put it in the fridge or yeah. the freezer. Would you consider fridge? Is no. Less but it is technology, yeah, 5%. 5%. So that's 60 for us. 60 for 7. Yeah. Yeah, 60 for 7. Okay, so now I'm done with all that. And what's next? I want some entertainment, some music playing in the background. And I start singing my grandma's hymn that she used to sing for me when I was when I was young. Hymn? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I would play music from my phone on my speaker or on my studio bus. Seventy percent over eight. Yeah. I actually don't want to go on anymore because I don't have any more examples. Yeah. But, but basically, you get the idea that compared to you or compared to a woman from like hundred and twenty years ago, twenty two. Compared to them now, you are at least, even if we're going to take some other considerations, you are at least 50% more digitalized than someone from 1900. Definitely. So now the metaverse is now pushing that boundary to up to 99%. So things like your entertainment, everything around you, 3D. So you want to contact somebody, you enter their metaverse world, interact with them in 3D space. You guys can see each other, you see each other, you can interact, you have that physical awareness, there's feedback from what you're doing. So is the concept of this concept called immersion. So it's basically how much of our senses are being utilized in a particular time. So when we're in the normal real world, we're highly immersed. So everything we do, we're always getting feedback on it. Now it's just like when you're playing a game, for example, and then you see somebody playing like a car racing game, and then the guy starts shifting to the left and right. You yeah. always wonder like why why is that guy doing that? Yeah. The thing is that the guy is immersed. Yeah. His eyes are on it, his brain is on it, his hands are on it, so his body is going to react. Or when you're when you're when you're what was I okay, let's say you're watching a scary movie and then clearly it's not real. Nothing nothing there that's happening can affect you. But you're scared a jump scare comes up and you're scared. That's you being immersed and then it's already taking off your mind in a way that you feel that thing is to some degree real. Mm -hmm. So that's the concept of that's one of the features of the metaverse. It's it takes that aspect of immersion and takes over your senses. So you feel this particular thing is actually real. So yeah, that's basically what's taking that whole aspect of digitalization. And basically, it's at the point where most of what we do is just digital. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, mm. So, what would you say are the uses or the importance of the metaverse? Like, so first of, we've had the a whole year of staying at home, and <laughs> I think people have realized that video calls, audio calls, aren't aren't the best. Well, it's good, but it's not. You can't. You can't beat real life. Yeah. You can't beat real life. So, if we can't meet each other for real, and the only other solution we have is zoom how can we get that real life example and bring it to the office or the boardroom so you have that's where the metaverse comes in you know this, uh, facebook released this um solution called i think it's horizon workrooms that's the name so basically on horizon workrooms you can like have power seated you can have like this seat 
arrangement and then everyone that's around you is in a 3D space. There was a Tom Cruise movie like that. I promise you. Movie. There's like I can't remember, but there's a Tom Cruise movie like and that. You, you, you watch Blacklist or? Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The ending, the final episode of Blacklist. You, yeah. I hated that. But <laughs> like I can't lie. I think I don't know how I'm going to fit into all this because, quite frankly, I don't like 3D. I prefer 2D animations. I don't like games that are in 3D. Like I don't like it. Like because it just doesn't look accurate. It doesn't look accurate, and so it's like why like let me see no i'm looking at an animation or a human being period like i'm very limited to those two but like i guess i don't have a choice at this point but yeah you were saying yeah so boardroom. yeah just like that so when you're communicating there are a few things that that people watch out for that improves um, communications like your hand gestures your mouth movements the, the way you actually project yourself when you're talking about something that shows that's that's one of the ways you communicate but you can't really do that on zoom People, well, not not as exact as in 3D space. Okay. So on Zoom, people are looking at your face. Unless you start bringing your hand up and start yeah. waving your hand at them, that might doesn't happen like 100% of the time. But when you're on the metaverse, you're having that real, authentic um, reactions and communications. So that's one. Then two, in terms of education. So there's this company called um, Eon Reality. So what they do is that they, they develop these... Um, they work in augmented reality. So there's a difference between virtual reality and augmented reality. I'll go into that later. But basically, they work in augmented reality. They create these engineering machines, so you can have your phone and display it like a, a the real world, right? And then most people don't have access to this because you have to go to school or you have to go to a shop to see how these things work. But now you have this in your phone, and then you have access to a whole library and catalog of things, so you can learn about this. And it's not when you look at Google. Google is more on a tulip surface, but now you're looking at this and I see it's real, like it's actually there. So yeah. that's a bit, like a hologram type thing. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So that's a use case in education. And then you're looking at concerts. Um, I don't know how many people are into that game in the gaming space, but if you've heard of this game called Fortnite, yeah, it had this concert with Travis Scott mm. that had up to, I think, 30 million or 14 million people concurrently at that point in time. Yeah, so, my brother was geeking out about that. I think because I didn't, I had no idea what he was speaking I, I about. I'd I'd stopped playing that game for, I think, a year, but just hearing about that, I had to find out what was going on, what they were doing. But basically, they created like this virtual concert where it was it was pre-recorded, pre-rendered, sorry. So everything was done before the actual thing. So people were watching like an aftermath of it. But basically, you had Travis Scott singing, there was lights everywhere, 3D objects flying. And it was crazy, like it was really crazy. And then apart from that, there's, there's been, there's one other um, concert they had just with Justin Bieber. There's one he recently did in, in I don't know what software he used, but it was also in the metaverse. And then there's also the one with Leonard's X and this okay. game called Roblox. So that's another oh, aspect. Yeah. So that's another aspect. I mean, when you look at nobody wants to jump to one place where you can easily get corona. And mm-hmm. if, you, if you've heard about Travis Scott's recent yeah. concert and people dying here, that's that. I mean, it's not like that happens often. Yeah. But that's definitely something that being in that metaverse can mitigate. Yeah. So I see you talking about all the positives. I have a few negatives <laughs> to bring from this you are speaking of, Definitely. but we'll get into that later. So first, what do you, I also want to touch on like what people mean when they say the metaverse could could create a whole new economy? Because I heard that as a sector mm. in the in the economy, that the metaverse can actually have an annual revenue of over one trillion, which is a lot. Because if you actually think about what a trillion is. So it's like, how is that happening? Like, how does that happen? How does that work exactly? So it's it's basically the same concept to what Facebook does, okay. and which is actually one of the reasons why people don't 
don't buy insecurity of the metaverse. So, <clears throat> like a few years ago, yeah, there was this. Um, I think it was Cambridge Analytica that did this um, um, investigation into yeah, Facebook and how they make revenue. So Facebook sells your data. They know what you're searching. They know what you like. Yeah. And then have you noticed that when you search for like let's say hand fan on Google or anything that runs on Facebook's yeah. servers, you go on IG. And then you're scrolling. It's all over there. Oh, Definitely. You just see like different Definitely. versions from Jumia. And then you know when you want to use Jumia or Conga, they ask you for your Facebook. Yeah. Account. So anything you want to order on Jumia, you will see an ad for it mm -hmm. on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then that's one of the things they used to get people. So there was actually a point where they said that Facebook can predict what you want to buy. Like in the next few months, Facebook, based on your search, Facebook can tell what you want, you're going to buy. Yeah. So today, someone can say, um, okay, I want to get, I want to start exercising. So you start with like light weights. Facebook can tell you that in the next 10, 10, like five to 10 months, you're probably going to get a, an exercise bench. Yeah. Most likely. So that's already, that's already ingrained in the algorithm. And it takes marketing to a whole other level because I remember I was taking this course online, marketing related, mm -hmm. and they were talking about data, analyzing data, and what it can do in the yeah. sense that, okay, you can, based on, okay, so Netflix, for instance, yeah, yeah you know what people are watching, so mm -hmm. with that data, you know the type of movies people want, yeah. so you can know the type of movie to make yeah. ahead of time to get exactly. people to watch. Mm -hmm. So it's like that, but taking it to a whole mm -hmm. other level. Yes. And it's even the same thing with TikTok. As in, right now, most of the apps that are really big, they, they work with data. So TikTok, the algorithm that works with that, it looks at what type of videos you like, and then it keeps on feeding you that. Yeah, that for you. Yeah, for you. So, <laughs> so basically, that's just how the internet works. It looks at what you like and keeps on feeding you that. If you go on YouTube, you know that some people think that their YouTube is the entire world, or their corner of the of IG is the entire world, yeah. but there's a whole lot. Like, Definitely. There's a part of YouTube that's completely separate from what you think it is, mm -hmm. or what your beliefs are. There's a part of YouTube that there's a part of YouTube that's for Christians. There's a part of YouTube that's for Muslims. Like I try not to because there's sometimes that they suggest some like things that are not me. I feel like mm -hmm. they're testing me, and I know if I just touch it, it's not. I'm not gonna hear the end of it. Exactly. It's just gonna keep coming in. So I literally, I'm like, I don't wanna touch this, please. I'm so careful because like you like if you actually ever just keep watching videos on YT, yeah. like you just realize that. 4 a.m. You're watching a doc on like exactly. you don't even like understand where you know you're going to. You don't even don't you didn't even know that it was such a thing. Exactly. On that's that's exactly. it. So now the metaverse takes it to another level because now you're not you're not scrolling through your phone. You're actually acting it out. Yeah. You're telling us that these are the kind of clothes you like on the metaverse. You're telling us that these are the kind of shops you you want to go to. You're telling us that these are the kind of experiences you want to go to. Let's say you go to a mall, right? Facebook can track what shops you go to. Yeah. So if you go to if I enter like um, Pound Shopping Mall now and I go to um, I go to Apple Store, I get AirPods, or I go to H and M and I get some shirts. The metaverse can track that. Yeah. Can know that this is the AirPod you picked up. This is the one you dropped because maybe you saw the price was too high. Mm -hmm. they, they know that you went to this shirt. You picked a blue shirt that was this particular size at this particular time. And then they can that can basically structure the ads. Maybe in the next day you see airports are cheaper. You see a you see more blue shirts from different bands like particular size. So the the kind of ads they can basically bring in way way above what we have now. So it's not like you are collecting your data from a device. They are collecting your data from you from what you are doing. So that's one of the things. And then another is that you've heard about cryptocurrency, NFTs, all that. So that's basically like fuel for a bunch of things that's going to be happening in metaverse. I would love to expand it on that, but um, the NFT the NFT side of things is a, is a whole catalog of information on its own. But we can definitely get to that 
Okay, I think that's another episode. <laughs> Can't lie, but um, so stemming from the previous question, what yeah. jobs does the metaverse create for individuals? Like, what economic does it have for the economic value does it have for the layman? Just after Facebook announced the whole thing about metaverse, I actually checked LinkedIn and I saw, I'm not going to lie, I saw I saw metaverse engineer. Ah. I'm not joking. Average pay hundred k dollars, and I was like. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm having my own my own career line set up for me. <laughs> but yeah, basically it's it's still running. See, <clears throat> you have to look at the you have to look at the infrastructure of the metaverse. And it's running on code, mm-hmm. programming languages. So that's C sharp, for example. So you need C sharp developers. Um then you go to the 3D side of things, you design 3D developers, sorry, 3D designers. Then you look into the um, cloud infrastructure, how you can send information, store information, cloud engineers. Being a so tech you, baby is hard, let me not even <laughs> lie, you guys. So, so it's, just a, it's just more of an automation of more these things already happening. Like a lot of jobs that are in the metaverse are still basically just you bringing in, okay, the 3D designer. Uh, this so guy it's providing program. jobs for tech people. Yeah. What about the layman? Like, and okay, okay, yeah, true. So there's also a thing where you can sell your products on the metaverse. So okay. you can have like a fashion designer. I know they've had some um, runways, yeah, on the metaverse. So Ooh. you can sell your product. There, there's actually this idea that someone had where you'd sell your a tailor, you'd get three designs of every single crop you have, and then you put it on the metaverse. So now people can actually try them on okay. in that virtual space and see how it looks. Looks on them, but so would it be accurate though? It wouldn't be as accurate, but at least to give you an idea of how it looks. Question. If for like a fashion show, yeah. obviously if I bring like Gigi Hadid to mm-hmm. work at my, like to walk at my fashion show, mm-hmm. obviously she's going to get more pay than an average model. Mm-hmm. And so if I want her 3D version in Metaverse, mm-hmm. like I'm not also going to have to, I'm not going to have to pay individuals to use their Metaverse um, characters and avatars. And am I going to like, is it, is it going to be like that? So... Yeah, they I mean, I no, no. Because you can take pictures of these people and post them on your IG and nobody's going to come for you. Yeah. But well, I mean definitely there'll be different policies because now you're using sort of an actual thing. But yeah. Basically policies around the metaverse are still being developed, yeah. still being worked on. So there's no definite answer for that. But what I would say is that no, because nobody's going to really have the time to track how many people because of I mean if people already do have the pictures on IG. Yeah. So I tell you how many stores I've seen Different celebrities that I'm sure did not take pictures. Ludacris in barber shops in Nigeria. That's it for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very sure those guys did not take those pictures for them. Definitely. So no, that won't be an issue. Okay. Um, what are the top companies involved in the metaverse right now? So the number one, obviously, Meta. That was Facebook. Yeah. Changed the name to Meta. Then you have Microsoft. Microsoft is moving Excel, PowerPoint, all its office apps basically to the metaverse. Uh, and the this this Microsoft Teams, yeah, uh, they also move into Metaverse. Then um, you have Roblox. Roblox is creating like this ecosystem where you can develop your own games around the Roblox community. And then they've been having partnerships with the companies like Nike. I yeah. think they have one with Adidas, but I know I know the one with Nike anyway. And you also have there's this there's actually this Nigerian one. It's called Vault Hill. So there's it's just starting up. They've not really built, but they started putting some work in place, mm-hmm. and they're building their own version of metaverse. Then there's the I think the the most popular one that has like the real world representation is um, what's the name? What's the name? 
Oh, what's his name? What's his name? If I when I remember, I'll, I'll come back to that. Yeah. But after that, uh, there are a bunch of other companies. Um, most of them are partnering with existing infrastructures like Meta and all this, so that they can bring their content. Literally, Adidas announced. Um, I think there there was this company. I think it was Wendy's or one of these food. KFC. Yeah. Yeah. KFC announced one NFT um food pack one time some time ago. So yeah, these these are companies that are, that are definitely investing. And then basically every single virtual reality company that's out there is putting their work into the metaverse. So I mean, Meta has Oculus, so they have the Oculus Park side of things that's also working on that. And um yeah, I think those are those are companies. That, then okay, yeah, there's also Unity. There's Unreal Engine. Unity is the company that helps you develop. Like they have is they have an engine. Or software that helps you develop metaverse yeah. worlds and then you have unreal engine also the same thing they are the guys that developed fortnite fortnite itself for most of people that didn't realize back then the reason why they were selling a lot of cosmetics selling things that uh, people could buy these digital goods was because they already had they already had a plan to set up for a digital universe where people could buy products digital products and things like that so then the blockchain ones binance then what do you call it open sea where you can purchase nfts all of that yeah Okay, that's cool. So a lot of people sorry, are really into this. Sorry. Yes, okay. I remember, I remember the, name the name. It's called Decentraland. Yes. Okay. So it's you know there's the concept of blockchain is decentralized. Okay. Uh, network. So the name of this um, metaverse company is called Decentraland. So you can when you have you ever checked IGN, you hear land on this place bought for metaverse land bought for one point something million dollars. Yeah. All of them are from Decentraland. Every single one of them are from Decentraland. Like companies pay for land. On that place because you know that they are investing into the future yeah so the the more is the concept of value yeah. value keeps basically increases so the more people buy the more the value increases that's how nfts work too the more people trade the more the value increases as long as they're trading it at a particular price so it's like then i have this piece of land i buy it for hundred thousand i sell it for 120 already the price has increased yeah so the next person that buys it is not going to sell it for 100 bucks it's yeah. going to sell it for like 150 price increase so the more people buy land the more it gets more expensive and then these guys know that when they buy this land, they can sell it again or they can yeah. put their infrastructure or whatever they want into that. So when that metaverse becomes mainstream, they can sell products and all. So how do I buy land in the metaverse? Mm. Like who do I need to talk to? Mm. Get money. <laughs> if I don't have land, <laughs> ask these questions. Why to, do I... uh, open an account in the central land now. Just check some of their prices. I mean, they do it in acres, definitely. Okay. Open the central land account, you have to open your metamask. Meta interesting okay um would you say a country like nigeria would be able to be part of the metaverse seeing as a major part of our population is not very into augmented reality and virtual reality i think despite i mean nigeria is always sometimes we're, we're very slow africa as well sometimes can be very slow but i've noticed when you just enter that space that african space african Augmented reality or virtual reality space. You notice that there are actually a few people that are working, working really hard to push this the idea of the metaverse, virtual reality, and also there are companies like um, I'm always forgetting. There's a company called um, Inisi, yes, Inisi Studios. So those guys are also pushing things. But in terms of adoption, I think it's take a while. Honestly, if I'm going to be honest, um, I don't think it's take. I don't think if if we're going to see the metaverse comes tomorrow. I don't think by 2025, Nigeria would have even begun proper operations of adopting it. I think we'll be looking at 2030 at best. Mm. Yeah. That's wild. Anyways, half of us will not be here by that time. Lots of mm -hmm. us are going to go. Canada mm -hmm. is doing. 
So you brothers are here. Congratulations. <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> no, <please. laughs> okay, but how do you think the metaverse would affect human relationships and interactions? Now, this is where me, Abby, for <laughs> this is the cons now I was talking about. But you tell me, how do you think it would affect the human relations and interactions? Yeah, I actually took some time to research more on this because I know that I don't want to be the one that's just pushing it and not looking at it. Yeah, the cons. So, so um, is, let's look at let's look at social media for example. Before we would basically go to people, meet them, talk to them, have concrete relationships with them. Um, if I do something wrong, the guy tells me that you're wrong, you get. And that was basically it. You yeah. could easily relate that to that level. Now you have social media. You go on social media. Somebody annoys you. You go on Twitter, look for one Twitter post, come back to the Twitter post, post this one. That already fed your own your own ideology. You go on YouTube. Like what we're talking about of oh, YouTube pushing content that you like. Mm-hmm. You go on YouTube, you search for for your own ideas, right? You're looking at okay, um, why do I prefer dogs to cats? You're going to get videos of people literally telling giving you reasons. Mm-hmm. And you think that's that like that is you're your justified in yeah, that. Yeah, you're justified in that. And so people wonder why things like, okay, um, why do people believe that the earth is flat? Because you're not having the human beings come to tell you that the earth is not flat. This is the reason. No, you're on your phone and then over your IG feed, everybody's like a flat earther. Over your YouTube feed, everybody's talking about how the earth is in this particular shape. But so you're being fed with content and then your brain cannot constantly say, okay, no, this is wrong, this is wrong, because this is the only thing you're seeing. So in terms of human relationships, definitely, Metaverse has, is going to have a bunch of downsides in terms of, I think, in, in that communication aspect. But with the fact that you can, there's that aspect of 3D and then, you're being able to relate to someone from that level. I don't think it will be as bad as where social media is. But where I think it will be very bad is that it's going to increase the amount of time we spend, spend sorry, behind, I won't say a screen, yeah. but obviously it's not a screen, but you get what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's, going to, it's going to increase the amount of time we spend behind technology. Definitely. Actually reduce the amount of time we actually choose to relate to each other. Because already Zoom made us not have to go outside. Yeah. There, was, there, was, there was one um, analysis that came out that after... Um, a lot of companies were um, taking down their COVID restrictions and having people to actually go back to work. A bunch of people did not want to go back because now you've experienced something that's nice. You can stay at home and work. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people that still want to go to work, but I mean, now it's like the new norm. Yeah. So definitely, you're going to have a situation where you don't have as many people. Because by the time you enter that world and then you're able to pass information across in this way and it's effective for you and it's easy for you. It's good, trust me, it's going to be hard for you to just wake up one day and say, oh, I want to meet my friend in this house when I can just be in the Mount Everest with him mm-hmm. in the metaverse. So, yeah, that's... For me, as a mental health awareness advocate, like, I think of it, like, how is this affecting people's mental health? Being um, at home alone during mm-hmm. lockdown has affected a lot of people so much. Now, with this new technology, people don't need to go out. Like, you literally do not need to go out. And human interaction yeah. is something that I don't think can be replaced by calls, virtual yeah. reality, or anything. Yes. But this, to people, we like, oh, yeah, I can go link my friend at, <laughs> you know, 108 on the rocks or something, and we're going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, you need fresh air. Yeah. You need to go out. You need to have in-person conversations. And another thing is, you know how people, because... Like, for instance, people have so much audacity on social media. Like, somebody that cannot chat to me, like, you cannot walk up to me and speak to me outside. Mm -hmm. On social media, you feel like you can talk to me, disrespect me, blah, blah, blah. 
so i think for um the 3d reality or whatnot it's like in the metaverse like somebody can pull up to my house and feel like they're coming to beat me Oh, and yeah. like that would affect me here, like my mental health yeah. here. Like someone's coming to my house, I guess I'm proud of for someone that's in Australia, and yeah. you're probably you might never meet. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, what does that really do? Like, is that helpful? Like, what does that do for human interaction? I feel like maybe there's a policy like, okay, if you're going to use, um, if you're going to be part of the metaverse, you need to get like three hours human interaction outside every day, every two days, or something, because people will be cooped up in yeah. their homes, like, yeah. not leaving, not re- interacting with other people. And that's very terrible. That's bad. So, that's a very big con for me. A very, very big con. So Definitely. Um, I was reading this thing where someone said that social media has made everyone a professor. Yeah. So, literally, you can have someone that's actually spent seven years, eight years, ten years as a doctor, like, mm-hmm. learning, reading, something, and then gives, like, one paragraph on Twitter about actual knowledge mm-hmm. of being a study and somebody just get, comes and says you're lying yeah you're lying I, I researched this thing on Google and you're lying. and maybe if the other person has more followers or something yeah exactly. everybody automatically Exa- believes exactly. that person exactly darling no yeah, yeah. there's there this issue with um, okay I think it was was it Kanye West was it Kanye West usually with Kanye West or Joe Rogan one of them I was talking about the vaccine I mean I'm not going to say anything about the vaccine but basically I was giving some no Okay, continue. <laughs> For other reasons, not because I wasn't vaccinated. Well, um, basically, he, he was giving this 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 illustration that um, the vaccine was was created by some set of people that you can't see, one thing or the other. And then because he has this much following, there were people actually believing what he was saying. Yeah. And then I'm like, there is like okay, let's let's go into that. Out. The the chances of that actually being true. What what do you want to do about it? Like, let's say there are people that were actually paying that. What's the purpose of the vaccine? Like, there's a particular purpose of the vaccine to ensure that you don't get this particular disease, right? No, now let's say by chance you are wrong, yeah. And then it actually does what it says it does. That means that you are endangering the lives, lives of, of so many people. And you're not even a doctor. Yeah. You just did some level of research. Oh, YouTube is telling you that the vaccine is wrong. Yeah. There's one guy in California that's telling you that the vaccine is evil. This guy telling you this, and then you don't, you're not really doing proper research, you don't know yeah. what, what constitutes the vaccines. And then I was even one time somebody said, um, Don't touch the vaccine, it contains dead cells of of um, coronavirus. Huh. I'm like, What is a vaccine? Like, do, okay. do you even go to school and check the difference of what the vaccine is? I think something like my dad had always taught me because I was very quick to, I saw this, and this is what it is, and I fully argued my dad, like, No, 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 no. That girl on TikTok said this. <laughs> so that means that is... And he was like... And one day he listened to me and said, Chana, you're too smart for this. Like, I can't do this with you. you, know, you can't, I, did not, I did not pay your school fees to have this kind of conversation. I thought about my life that day. And then it made me realize, like, before my dad has an argument and speaks on something, I've noticed that he not only Google stuff, he looks at research papers on it by people with, like, proper accreditations. Like, okay, they can speak on this with some level of... um you know, integrity to what they're saying because of the level of knowledge and experience that they've had. And so it's like, we, we as the people, like most people, especially in our generation, don't want to do the work. They want to do bare minimum. Yeah. Like, there was something I started doing. I did stop. I started doing something on my Instagram where I would talk, speak, I'd basically say the news. Yeah. But it was things happening around the world that maybe social media wasn't as truly 
covering like what's happening in uganda right now yeah. and so it's literally max three minutes and i just talk about it and so a lot of people were learning a lot of stuff but it wasn't it was surface level stuff yeah. like i'd say the headline and just a little under it so you need to actually go and do the yeah, proper see, research yeah. now i was doing that research and trying to bring out the major things that people should know and putting it out there for people because i realized that people don't want to do that work yeah People don't want to do that research. But the problem for me is like sometimes I don't want to do the work here. And if I'm not willing to do the work, I'm not going to speak on it. And I think exactly. more people need to be okay with saying that I don't know enough about this to speak on it. I have, exactly. a, I have a particular exactly. friend that I learned that from her. Laurel is always like, you know what? Like she will tell you, I don't know enough about this to speak on this. And that's fine. More people, but people always want to speak. They want to know, <laughs> like they want to seem like they know, but you don't know. You and you're know. misinforming people. Like if you're going to speak on something, not just Google something and tell me what Wikipedia told you. Anybody can put that up there. Exactly. You need to tell me, okay, this paper told me this, this, this. after a lot of research, I have yeah. come to this conclusion. Yeah. So that when you say something, I know that, there's like intellectual backing, backing yeah. to this and there's credible backing so yeah i don't know how we got there but <laughs> I, I was going to explain speak more of this but i don't want to fly over okay it. fair enough so let's go back to um the topic and what we said was how would it affect human relations and interactions i think in a large sense economically it would help mm -hmm. but in the sense of health wise um just socially i don't think it would be the best um and speaking of like what does this do to social media does this eliminate social media like do i need to post a picture like catfishing for instance like i'm here like i can create my avatar to look however i want yeah. it to look so or like is it going to scan my face and create an avatar for me so i'm not catfishing is it am i still going to need to post pictures on instagram or like is Instagram just going to be outdated and it's just on that space? Are there going to be new social media platforms that work on the metaverse? Like, how does that affect social media? Okay, so, okay, let me let me first start with the scanning your face. So yeah. that's, that's entirely up to the person that creates it. Yeah. So you could have a metaverse world where you have to scan your face. You could have one that, so it's not really fixed. That's not really fixed. Yeah, because my Bitmoji doesn't look like me. <laughs> like, she's cute, she's similar, but she does not look like me. But, but yeah, I don't think there will be that many like it would happen yeah. and i don't think there'll be that many regulations i don't think it's possible for you to regulate that it's more of like a social problem because you have that same issue with um dating apps yeah where you see somebody and they're like oh i meant to be this person and this person nothing like yeah. how they portray themselves or and even on ig and most social media so that's the that's actually a problem and um sorry there was another question you asked again um i asked does it like take away instagram oh, yes. and, like all those other apps yes. so are they going to be in social media apps for the metaverse so one thing that you have to understand with technology is that when technology like improves there are people that it, it goes to this this season of fire and then the people that come out for that fire are the ones that are existing today if you heard about when the internet first came up there was this um huge surge in stocks and people were buying like any any um anything that had a dot com next to it yeah i mean now you see everything dot com dot com but then if something had a dot com next to it i'm saying that there's the stocks on that particular company would rise even if the company has not launched yeah now what happened around 2002 2003 is that crew realized that wait this company is not generating revenue yeah and the stocks are still going there was a point where they said that you each company these companies that were getting so much so much stocks people investors were investing on them they had to make 80 percent they have to have 80 percent growth in their revenue every year just to match up now just to put it in context microsoft which was one of the biggest companies then literally everyone that was accessing the internet accessing the internet was using a computer from microsoft 
was was growing by 50 percent and you're telling a company that doesn't even have any revenue plan to grow by 80 percent mm. that was basically impossible so there was this crash and stocks crashed a lot of companies went under investors lost their money yeah. and out of it came out uh, microsoft um, amazon yeah facebook companies that are seen today so it's going to be the same thing this time around there's a reason why meta Facebook decided to invest in virtual reality because you know that this is where things are moving to. Yeah. So what their envision is that they're going to. I don't think Instagram is going to go. Rather, they will find ways to integrate Instagram into the. Yeah. So they're going to look for ways to integrate. For example, for example, um, Instagram is starting this creator fund thing. Yeah. Yeah. This um thing where you have to subscribe to certain, to certain yeah, people to certain see content. some of the exclusive content, kind of like this um thing. Oh shit. Only. Yes, OnlyFans, <laughs> OnlyFans, kind of exactly. like OnlyFans. Exactly. But it's not like you pay to follow people, you just yeah. pay to see some yeah. exclusive content, content that they keep up. So it's just an example of them evolving. When you saw TikTok come out and they were dropping the TikTok videos and all that, Instagram started releasing reels. So it's the same thing, like each company has to evolve or they'll die. Honestly, it's like, <clears throat> it's like every app kind of does the same thing at this point. Yeah. Because at first, Insta- I remember when stories, like we didn't have stories at yeah. this point. And then we had stories, and then we had filters, yeah. and it was like that was Snapchat's Snapchat thing. thing. And then there was TikTok, and now yeah, we have Reels. Reels exactly. And Snapchat even has like something like Reels now. Yeah. I, I've never even bothered to go there. You know <laughs> what my Snapchat does is what I want to do. Anything else is for them. But it's like every app does the same yeah, thing they, now. So basically, when when you have a trend that people like, people are jumping into, it's left for these apps to evolve. Yeah. So Twitter started with super followers. That's for the, um, the same thing with you following somebody getting access to exclusive content. When you have apps like Clubhouse, yeah, um, Twitter side, Twitter Spaces, yes. That. So when these things, when this kind of new technology or these new ideas come into play, these companies have to find ways to basically improve their 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 to remain competitive. Yeah, to, yeah, to remain competitive. So basically, what we're going to see is that IG is going to find a way to integrate with. I mean. Instagram is owned by the guy that's making yeah, one way or the other, he's going to put it in like, there there's no way you don't have WhatsApp on Metaverse if you even check some of the videos they've put up like the concept videos, you see someone scrolling like there was one concept video, it was an augmented reality and then the guy was scrolling on his IG feed so definitely we know that IG is going to be something where you're just using your finger to scroll on one um, imaginary screen oh, Okay. so there's, there's going to be that and then same thing, so we're going to see I don't know which one to survive but we're going to see a situation where there's going to be fire just like how internet came back and in the ones that are able to adapt on time will move out of that. Okay. So how does this affect other sectors like tourism, for instance? Because if technically you can experience like these tourist sites and locations, like what's the point of me going to travel? Because if I can from where I am, like at the Eiffel Tower or Burj Khalifa, like what's the need for me to actually fly to go see it? If I can experience it VR. Um, well, that's actually true. Like you're not, you're not going to want to. It depends on the person's interest. Really. But I think is it goes to ways. Some people might be like, "This is so beautiful. I have to see it in person." Yeah. And some people are like, "Yeah, I mean, I've seen it here. Why pay for a ticket to but fly?" It works, it works both ways, actually. So there's this thing that um, the companies do. You have free trials. So when they give you a free trial, it's like a taste of what it's giving you. Yeah. And then when you hear that taste and you're like, oh, I like this, then you'd want to actually buy the full product. So I think it, it can work both ways. For uh, uh, there was this event I went for Tech Point. So this, this guy, he was actually a CEO student, IO. So he was talking about traveling and all that and how virtual reality comes into play. And he was talking about how people could visit 
these places and then it doesn't motivate them to visit them for real because yeah. i mean when you visit like niagara falls you see it in vr and like oh wow this is nice i'd love to see for real and mm-hmm. feel the air in niagara falls mm-hmm. so when you get that taste of how it look that could actually motivate someone to go there for real so it could be a marketing strategy yeah. strategy but also do you think like okay see if i've paid for land mm-hmm. mm, in the metaverse mm-hmm. and i've built something so gorgeous do you think are going to pay me to enter that place? <laughs> so, <laughs> you will pay me because I'm going to make my money back. So, you're going to pay me. So, like, the way, like, to enter some particular locations, like a museum, like, a museum, like, let's say to see something, yeah, a tourist attraction that you'd pay for if you get there in person. Like, would you have to pay for it in the metaverse? I think that's up to the person that yeah, runs person. that particular Generally, space. everything is up to the creator's mind. Yeah. So, if you want someone to pay, Pay. you can make them yeah, pay but you want to use like an advert of a sort yeah, to make them come in that. person yeah. you can also do that Definitely, yes. mm. it works both ways. i like that i can't help but think of all this as like you know sims or episodes yeah. like and instead of like cornelia goth or like bob pancakes <laughs> that we play like it'll be me in the games I like mm, i don't know how i feel about that now that you mentioned sims you know a lot of things are happening that will happen and are happening and you suggested will happen it's how it's already happening now yeah you have people that actually spend money on virtual houses like look at sims sims is just an example yeah. you 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 spend money to buy um appliances buy fridge buy i didn't really pay free but you basically customize your house yeah on something that's 2d something that you're not actually touching now imagine what more someone want to do on a house that they can actually interact with mm-hmm. like imagine someone just comes and says okay my metaverse world every single appliance works so you can watch your tv in the metaverse you can uh, play games. No, but imagine, like, a human beings, you lot, you lot are fascinating. <laughs> so, I'll have my TV in my house and my glasses, and then, it's cheaper to do what? Uh, okay, you want to get a um, 100 inch TV for real? You pay like 1 million. Meanwhile, you could just get you know, a 100 inch TV. On but at the end of the day, I'm looking at it through eight, like an 8 inch pair of glasses. Still, still. Like, <laughs> it's not 100, it is my 8 inches. I'm looking at like who am I? You guys, you lost. <laughs> you lost a lot for me, but I think I get what you mean. Yeah. Okay, but as I said earlier, I think it takes advertising to a whole new level yeah, and marketing to a whole new level, and I can't wait for that. Now it's like making me want to go into marketing, but we'll see. Um. So, what would you say to people that are scared of the thought of a new form of technology that they may not understand? I would advise people to get as much knowledge yeah. before jumping into anything. So um, this one I want to actually digress because this is very important. When N- NFTs first came out, yeah. because of the buzz of hearing this guy made one million dollars. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 it can mess with some people's minds, especially mm-hmm. people that are not financially um, intelligent. So when you hear that kind of thing, your thoughts are like, oh, let me just get an NFT and I'll make money. Like, let me jump on this. There are lots of people like that. that yeah. Anything money, like, let's go. Let's, just, is it crypto? Let's go there. Let's go there. Is it bad? Let's go there. And I'm telling you that, I was on a Twitter, Twitter space. This guy is experienced. He's Nigerian. He's experienced in NFTs. And this guy said, 99% of NFTs that come out now, collections. So, because they are now, most of them are in collections. Most of the collections are rock pools. So, what a rock pool is, is that I promise you, like, you, you can give me your money and I'll tell you I'll give you this service. By the time, like, 10 people give me money, I'll just run away. And there's no way you can find me. That's what a rock pool is. So, 99% of them are rock pools. And it's simply because once someone sees something that oh wow this thing is this thing is looking nice they jump into it 
you don't take that time to actually gain knowledge, understand what this is about. And then you have you now have people that actually took their time to understand what NFTs are and um, how they can make money out of it. And those are people that are making the best out of their investments. So it's the same thing with this. When you're looking at the rise of new, of new technology, just like when the internet came, the people that knew what they were doing. Um, Jeff Bezos, when he was talking about how Amazon survived the internet bubble, the bust, you know, that, that whole stock thing, mm -hmm. he was like, this was basically what he said. He checked his stocks. The stocks were dropping, fine. But he now looked at the company. Our customers are rising. Our revenue is increasing. Our workers are satisfied. We are basically selling our products. So there's nothing wrong. Even if the stocks drop, they can still make money to survive for themselves. And that's just basically it. Like, you need to, you need to, you need to, what was I going to say? Anyway, you need, to, you need to gain that knowledge. You need to gain that knowledge. And because people like that have that knowledge, you know what right investment to make and not to jump into it and say, oh, um, how can I promise from profit from this or what can I do with it? Just take your time. Like, it's not running anyway. Metaverse is going to be here. And before it even comes there, it's going to literally come in phases. And it's in that, in that way where people can grow with it. So you're going to be having things like um, concerts in VR. Okay, you start with that. Then from concerts, you have uh, maybe education in VR. And then things like that go um, grow, and then it becomes the full product becomes metaverse. So just grow with it. Take your time to actually understand what it's about. Don't merely jump into anything. Someone, someone just texts you and says, "Oh, I know I can make you one million dollars yeah. in the next few days." And then you put your money into it. Next thing you text the guy two days later, the guy's not answering it. For me, I've even realized that if anybody comes to me like. Especially if I'm not close to you, like, oh, this is how I make money. Like, mm. oh, you should hop on this too. Like, I automatically don't believe you. Because if I find a new way to make money, mm. like, if I find, like, this gold mine on how to cash out, I'm not oh, going to come okay. around and be announcing it. Come like, on, make money. I'm going to hide this. Like, I'm going to go, what do you do? I don't, I'm unemployed. I don't have anything I'm doing. I'm not going to tell you. So, for you to be young, how are you like, so there, generous? There's just something about... This is your business. Like you coming like, to meet me like bringing more people. Exactly, like, exactly. It's it. very much no, multi-level no, marketing. No, that's MMM. Oh God, God, I'm God just loves me. Like he accept anybody's invite. Is it MMM? Loom. Loom. Sorry. Loom. Yes. Loom. Yes. Loom. Loom. Mm. Anyways, I remember I lost so much money in Loom. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez, I lost so much money in Loom, and I called my parents. I was so broke. I was in school. I'm like, I'm <laughs> and it's all gone. My dad says, part of life experiences is very good, very very good. So you got to survive like that. <laughs> so you know the value. Next time, if anybody comes to me, you need to be, no, no, no. You need to leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want to know about it. I, I you even saw it. I'm not going to be able to go and meet somebody and tell them come and put your money. Like, how am I going to do that? Uh, me, I'm a marketer. So I literally that time I went into rooms. I pulled people low. I go to so I just made my money. Are you guys ready to make yours? I said we were in line of about eight girls. We all went to the ATM to make the transfers. Like what are we saying? What we're going to make this money? Come on, see that makeup you want to do. See, let's make this money, guys. Uh uh, is it me? Me? Are you feeling me? I uh, know, but so yeah, for people that are scared of it, they just need to get more knowledge of yeah, it, embrace yeah. it. Yeah. Because it's gonna happen with or without you, whether yes, you're scared that, of it or not. So you need to get ahead of it yeah. and see how you can make the most out of it for yourself. Exactly. It's the same thing with the internet. There was a guy that was saying I saw a video where the guy legit said the internet is like a fax machine. It's going to come, people jump about, then they guys go. And then everybody's like twenty years later, like bro. It's happening. What happened? Yeah. Like it's going to happen too. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's all for today. Um, I'm so glad you could come on this episode as well. I hope you guys learned something new today. Let me know what you think about this episode in the comments. Leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe, 
follow the off the record page on instagram at off the record off underscore the underscore record underscore podcast and you can follow ugo on instagram as well for more information what's your instagram uzo what do i what did i say ugo <laughs> uzo darling i'm so at, sorry at underscore i need to change that after but at <laughs> underscore uzi like you said i dot p uzi p yes i i need my school this is my primary school oh my days that's why i keep saying Uzi P. That sounds like a rap name. Like maybe mm. in a, like another reality. Some people have called me Lil Uzi. Lil Uzi. Mm. Mm. I feel that. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. But yeah, if you made it this far in this episode, know that I love you and that, you know, for that, you're getting a chance to be in my two year anniversary contest. Mm. So I know lots of you didn't remember, but yes, it's been two years since I started this pod and it has been such an amazing journey. So yes, if you want to win this contest, you have to be following the Off The Record podcast page on Instagram and be subscribed on whatever streaming platform that you listen on, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google Pods, whatever. And then finally, you have to answer the question, what episode am I proudest of on this podcast? That's me. What episode do you think like you've listened to and you're like, no, nah, this is her favorite episode. This is what she's proudest of. So let me know the answer in the, re- in the review or comment section and stand a chance to win a dessert by Naya Valentine's package on Valentine's Day. So yes, on that note, have an amazing day. Love you guys loads and don't forget to take care of your mental health. It's been fun. Do you have anything to say? Get the VR headsets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we give them money. It's cheap. It's actually okay. Mm. Mm. Nigeria's inflation. Cheap is relative. Mm, it is actually. Cheap is very relative. Well, well. What's the price range? It's supposed to be two ninety nine dollars. Okay. So it's it's two ninety nine dollars. Okay. But if naira wasn't so devalued, that would be that would be about one hundred and twenty thousand. Still cheaper than an iPhone. So, and you get like a whole bunch of experiences. Okay, one twenty k. Okay, so what what's the value now? Now that dollar is five hundred and eighty-two. Mm. Mm. Five hundred eighty-two times three hundred. We're looking at anywhere between maybe up to two hundred views. So it's so it's between two hundred and three hundred thousand. As long as Nigeria still remains, sorry, the naira still remains within that five hundred and eighty range. Yeah, but I mean, it's still cheaper than an iPhone. Yeah, so exactly. Like, it's still cheaper than an iPhone. But like. Don't you have to have like some certain things to pair with it, like a certain type of laptop or a certain type of TV, or you just buy you just it need, and like you just need your phone to connect the app with the headset. You can have a laptop if you want, but it's not necessary. Okay. So I think mostly laptops are like for developers. Okay. So yeah, if you want to be a developer, you need a laptop, obviously. But other than that, you just want to play games. You just need your phone, your phone Crazy. and headset. Every other thing comes with controllers, bear, cables, everything. Maybe I'll do that for my brothers. Mm. But if we do that one, nobody if we call them do not answer. <laughs> nobody will answer it fast again. But yeah, that's really amazing. Um on that note, I'm gonna wish you guys a good day. Bye guys, love you so much. Bye. <laughs>